Happy Tuesday to you. Yesterday's Toronto Blue Jay victory was an all-time few situation as the Blue Jays had to scramble to hang on in the bottom of the ninth to force extra innings, then rallied for three in the top of the 11th, only to have to yet again hang on in the bottom of the 10th for the 6-5 victory. So I say few, right? Holy moly. But thank goodness they got that victory. Now, today in the Locked On Blue Jay podcast, we'll get set for game two of this Jays A series as the Blue Jays send the hound to the mound. Plus, it's Trivia Tuesday, and we'll end the show by checking out what we need to be paying attention to on tonight's out-of-town scoreboard. Let's get into it. You are Locked On Blue Jays, your daily Toronto Blue Jays podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, friends. Craig Ballard, Locked On Blue Jays. Yes, indeed. First season hosting the Locked On Blue Jay podcast has been around for a while. And of course, the Locked On Blue Jay podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. As always, want to thank you for spending part of your day talking Toronto Blue Jay baseball with me. Thank goodness we're getting together here on a Tuesday off of a win on a Monday. Were you off? It was a holiday Monday, so maybe you were off and, and got to see this game. Holy moly, holy moly, holy moly. Are you starting to look like me? That's a question I have for you. You know, are you pulling out your hair? You're starting to look like me. I'm a bold as beautiful enthusiast, but not, <laughs> not the way the 2023 Toronto Blue Jays have us pulling out our hair. My goodness. Now, everydayers, of course, that are making the Lockdown Blue Jay podcast your first podcast. Listen, every day, I certainly want to say hello. I see you and I thank you for that. And for those of you checking out the Lockdown Blue Jay podcast today from the Lockdown Blue Jays YouTube page, thank you as well. If you're checking this out, if you're listening to this, you know, Apple, however you take in your podcast, please do hit that five-star rating. And if you're taking this in on the YouTube page, on the YouTube page, sorry, please hit that like, that subscribe if you haven't already, and leave that comment. Absolutely want to hear from you. Now, at the beginning of this 15-game stretch versus teams under 500, Buck Martinez himself said that the Blue Jays needed to go 12-3 and to make the playoffs. I was stunned to hear him say something so lofty, but that is what he said. They currently sit at six and four, so I, <laughs> I hope Buck was wrong about that. Now, the glass half full is that part of that six and four is the fact that the Blue Jays have won four of their last five, and to state the obvious, need to make it five out of their last six with a win tonight. Tonight's game has a 9.40 p.m. Eastern first pitch, and of course, that game is available for you on SiriusXM. Chris Bassett, the hound, is on the mound for the Toronto Blue Jays. What a season. What a season for the veteran. It's had some extreme highs and some extreme lows, and we'll get into that in a moment here. But overall, big picture, how about a 13-7 and record for the veteran? 3.81 ERA, that's 14th best in the AL. He's, his whip, walks and hits per innings pitched, is 12th best in the AL. Has this guy been, a, has this guy been an addition? Talked about, I mean, every day is no. We talked about this right from jump here. I was excited about Chris Bassett becoming a Toronto Blue Jay because for me, Chris Bassett is so veteran, is so professional. He's going to be ready to take that ball every fifth day for the Jays. Remember, there was even that one scenario a couple weeks ago where uh, where uh, Gosman was pitching on the Saturday, Bassett on the Sunday, and Gosman woke up on the Saturday with what was it, a side. Something was 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 wrong with him, so Bassett was forced into action. But being the veteran, he was ready to go, and he threw a gem. Now, for Chris Bassett, this will be his 48th career start at the Oakland Coliseum. Of course, he was a longtime A. That's where he got his career started. Overall, he was 30 and 24 for the A's, 3.44 ERA. That's very good. And in particular, at the Oakland Coliseum. How about a career 2.43 ERA for the Hound on the mound? My goodness, is that good? Wow. His last two seasons in Oakland, he was top 10 for Cy Young voting each of those seasons. And in his final season in Oakland, which was 2021, Chris Bassett was an all-star. Mentioned earlier, he's been feast or famine, right? And that's, take your mind's eye here. I, I think you'll agree. Not, not only do the stats mention this, but in your mind's eye, I, I think you'll see exactly what I'm talking about there. 
In his 13 wins, Chris Bassett's ERA is 1.11. Wow. Wow. Complete, absolute domination. Now, in the seven losses, 9.44 ERA. <laughs> Puke emoji. My gosh. You remember he had that gem against Pittsburgh. He had that gem against Atlanta. He had that gem against the Mets. Remember that gem against the Mets when it was a, it was a delay, rain delay, and that, and 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 he had to get back for the, his his wife was in labor at that time. But what what an absolute gem he pitched there. He's had a pair of gems against a very good Houston Astros team, and in his two road starts in August, one was at Boston, once when one was at Cincinnati. They were both excellent. Heck, I mean, even the last time out from the Hound on the Mound, right? We saw a gem as he was really good. What was that Washington his last time out? Uh, eight innings. Uh, I want to say no runs on three hits. Did he, have, did he allow a run in there? Even if he did, I mean, either way, he, he was really good even as recently as the last time we saw him. Now, truth be told, right, we only ever want to have open, honest conversations here on the Lockdown Blue Jays podcast. He's had some blowups on the road. He exploded and gave up seven at Minnesota, exploded, gave up eight at Baltimore. Remember, his first ever start as a Toronto Blue Jay was the dictionary definition of an explosion where he gave up nine at St. Louis. And in those three blow-up starts, speaking of nine, nine dingers allowed by Chris Bassett. My goodness. And all of those starts were on the road. Now, one thing about Bassett, and, and Kevin Gosman, I would say, is pretty similar. Gosman's had a couple, not, not, not as many as Bassett, but Gosman's had a couple blow-up starts as well. And what's you know the common thread in, in their blow-up starts is you can usually see it right out the gate. Now, for Chris Bassett, he's got a 6.11 ERA in the first inning. And even back, he, he started against Oakland in Toronto back in that uh, series at late June, at, at the end of June there. And even in that game, Oakland touched up Bassett for three runs on four hits and a walk in the top of the first inning. The rest of the game for Bassett, he, he went four more innings, just gave up one run on two hits. So Chris Bassett, we'll keep an eye on him early on. We talk about how good his season overall has been. Well, how about since the All-Star break? Chris Bassett, 5-2 and two with a 3.07 ERA since the All-Star break. Is that good? Is that going to work? Wow. August actually was, his, he's coming off his best month of the season. 3-1 and one in August, 3.03 ERA. How about a 1.010 whip walks and hits per innings pitched for Chris Bassett in August? He been hot. He been hot. Now, glass half empty. That's lately, right? But glass half empty, big pitcher, you know, whole total, whole season on the road, ERA is over five. Glass half full, it's been so much better lately. In fact, Blue Jays have won four of Bassett's last five road starts. Bassett has allowed one home run in all five of those recent road starts, but the last four of those five home runs were all solo. And ever dares know, we've talked so many times this season about what a different animal a solo home run is compared to you can weather that storm, right? Any team, should, any pitcher should be able to weather a solo home run. It's the two and three run home runs, the grand slams, obviously, but the two and three where just like that on one pitch, the other team is putting a crooked number on the board. That's that extremely problematic. That's where you get yourself into trouble there. Now, over those last uh, five road starts as well, I want to mention Chris Bassett's uh, member. I was saying earlier his road ERA for the entire season is over five, but his last five road starts, his road ERA is at 3.53. So Chris Bassett lately has been better on the road, and the Blue Jays are winning lately when Chris Bassett's been on the road. Another cause for optimism is that this is a night game. Everydayers know, we've talked a few times this season that, you know, I'm, I'm not smart enough to know what the legitimate routine is. For a pitcher to, you know, to to really put in the prep, put in the work to be ready for a night game, what do you do during the, I, I don't know, but whatever it is, 
Chris Bassett's out here writing the book on it, man. He has just been incredible in his night starts. How about a 2.95 ERA in night games? In day games, it's a 5.60. But Chris Bassett, nine, and, and by the way, him he, his own record, nine and five. So Chris Bassett at night, nine and five with an ERA under three. Love it. Ironically, Chris Bassett is the one pitcher that in, in this Blue Jays uh, on this Blue Jays team who's not going to miss Danny Jansen as Bassett this season. He's had seven games caught by either Danny Jansen or Tyler Heineman. I believe it's five by Jansen and two by Heineman. His ERA in those seven games is over nine. Pardon me. When Chris Bassett this season has thrown to Danny Jansen or Tyler Heineman, his ERA is north of nine. That's incredible. But, but. He's thrown, to, he's thrown to Alejandro Kirk 23 games this season. How about a 2.50 ERA for that battery? How about a 2.50 ERA when Chris Bassett is throwing to Alejandro Kirk? <laughs> now, no Oakland A has really had a lot of success against Bassett. In fact, current A's combined for just a 600 OPS versus the Hound on the mound. Ken Waldachuk, the lefty, opposes Bassett today. Now, if you saw yesterday's episode, we previewed Ken Waldachuk because during, I mean, I'll, 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 during the day yesterday, Oakland made the switch. They they, they put uh, Medina in there. They moved Waldachuk back to today's game. So we did look at Waldachuk yesterday. In case you missed it, or even if if you, I mean, just to reiterate, because we know he's definitely going to be pitching tonight. It's his thirty-first appearance. It's his twentieth start of the season. Now, it's he's had nine home starts for the Oakland A's. They've won just three of those games. Okay. 7.11711 ERA on the road for Waldachuk. Now 4.44 ERA at home. That's hardly good. 4.44 at home is hardly good, but I, I mean, we would have to acknowledge that it is true. He's been much better at home than he's been on the road. Uh, he was on the road and got rocked in that Sunday. Remember a couple Sundays back at, well, at the end of June there, I shouldn't say a while ago, at the end of June, that 12 to 1 Blue Jay beat down over Oakland in game three of that previous three game series on that Sunday afternoon. Well, Waldachuk pitched in that game. It was either two and a thirds or two and two. It was definitely just over two innings pitched. Six runs on six hits. Now, again, that was on the road, right? He's been getting killed on the road, but hopefully that's a glass half full that the Blue Jays have already seen him this season, and they did well against him this season. I'll acknowledge that Waldachuk has been better in the second half. I can't say he's been good in the second half, but he's certainly been better than what he'd happened than, than what happened from or what we saw from him, I should say, in the first half. George Springer had an RBI single in that game, in that June game versus Waldachuk. And can I admit, I mean, my goodness, can we get a hats off moment here for George Springer? Since that 0 for 35, George Springer is hitting 314 with a 400 on base percentage and a 900 OPS. George Springer, since that historically bad 0 for 35, has been on fuego. Now, last season, the Toronto Blue Jays, every day is no, I always say, you know, I think Washington, I think there was, a, you know, a team or two who literally had a worse record against lefties last season than the Toronto Blue Jays, like technically, yes, but of the playoff contenders, nobody was close. It, it was, it was a landslide. Nobody was close to being as bad against lefties last season of actual good teams than the Toronto Blue Jays. They they faced a lefty 30 times last season. They only won 12 of those games. Again, I'm going to say puke emoji. How about this season? This season, the Toronto Blue Jays, 17 and 11 versus lefties. And every day, as you know, in my mind's eye, I feel like we we looked at this, we, you know, we've been looking at the record versus lefties all season, of course. And I feel like there was a time when we were saying like the Jays are like seven and six, uh, seven and seven, seven and eight, some, something along those lines, right? It was seven and seven. It was right along those lines. So now to be at 17 and 11 really tells the story how hot the Blue Jays have been against lefties this season. 
losing this series to the lowly Oakland Athletics would be an absolute disaster. So this is a big game tonight as the Toronto Blue Jays have a chance to clinch the series win and set up a hopeful sweep tomorrow afternoon. Coming up on the Lockdown Blue Jay podcast, it is Trivia Tuesday. Always like to have fun with Trivia Tuesday. Now, with the MLB playoffs right around the corner, I did want to talk about Sleeper. Is your fantasy baseball team out of it, but you still have that love and that skill for fantasy baseball? Well, Sleeper is the daily fantasy app you're looking for, and the clock is ticking on your chance to win 100 times your cash with daily fantasy baseball. Baseball's never been more exciting than it is now. We've got young studs, you know, Acuna Jr., Betts, Otani, you name it. Pick more or less on the stats for those stars and, or or, or you know, any of the players available there. You're picking more or less for stats like home runs, hits, strikeouts, and more for up to a 100-time payout on Sleeper. You get your picks right, and you can win big. There's an easy-to-use group chat function as well, so you and your friends can make picks together. And to make the actual picks is fast and easy. Use the promo code Locked On, and you'll get up to $100 match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. See Sleeper's terms of use for details. Check out Sleeper today. Trivia Tuesday. And with the Toronto Blue Jays currently tangling with the Oakland A's, and considering these two franchises, despite being in opposite divisions, despite being on opposite coasts, for crying out loud, but they have a ton of history with each other. So today's Trivia Tuesday has the J's and A's twist to it. Now, every day is no, I'll usually ask all the questions. Then you can pause and think about your answers, then press play again, and we'll go through the answers. But today, considering I have nine questions for us here, we'll do each question one at a time, and I'll give the answer right away. So if you do want a moment to think about your answer, please press pause right after you hear the question as the answer is about to follow. Let's do this and have some fun. Question number one, what current Toronto Blue Jays hitting 441 for the Blue Jays but in six games last season with Oakland, he was he was there, Paul DeYoung. He went one for 18. Who is that Toronto Blue Jay? If you need a hint, you may know he's been fire with runners in scoring position. How about eight for nine as a Blue Jay with runners in scoring position? My goodness. that's a, This guy's been a video game as a Blue Jay, and we're talking about Ernie Clement. Ernie Clement. Jordan Romano. Jordan Romano is closing in on becoming the fourth Blue Jay reliever ever to earn at least 100 saves as a Blue Jays at 93. Now, what former Toronto Blue Jay closer had exactly 100 career saves with the Toronto Blue Jays? He would then go on to be the closer for the Moneyball 2002 Oakland days. You wouldn't know it because of how horrible that movie Moneyball was. I know I'm in the minority there. I hate it. Probably, probably one of my most hated movies ever. But anyway, but this this reliever was 11 and 4 with 40 four saves again you wouldn't know it from the movie but he was 11 and 4 with 44 saves for the 2002 Oakland A's that moneyball team that was right on the heels of being the Toronto Blue Jay closer who was that who is that a fun fact about this guy I don't think I've ever even everydayers wouldn't have heard this I don't think I've ever mentioned this if I have maybe once or twice max this season on the lockdown Blue Jay podcast but the answer to this question everydayers definitely know that George Bell and Roy Halladay are my two favorite Blue Jays of all time well my third favorite Blue Jay of all time is the answer to number two did you get it? It is Billy Codge. Remember the, 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 the how he had his goatee shirt. I had my goatee shirt that way as well. I mean, I loved everything about Billy Codge. I have a great Billy Codge story. I should tell one day on, on a throwback Thursday as well. Loved Billy Codge. Question number three. This gentleman had a 12-year MLB career, started with Washington, then Milwaukee for several seasons. Now he'd become a Toronto Blue Jay in 2015, and he was as good as any Blue Jay in the playoffs in 2015 and 2016. In fact, in the playoffs in 15 and 16, he would be the starting pitcher six times. How about a 2.16 ERA? My gosh. 
And in 41 and two-thirds innings pitched for the 25 and 2016 playoff Blue Jays, two walks. Two walks in 41 and two-thirds? My goodness. Now, the following season after 15 and 16, 2017, he was terrible for the Blue Jays. 2018, he was terrible for the Blue Jays. And he would finish his career in 2019 pitching terribly for the Oakland A's. Who is this pitcher? If I have to give you a hint, I would say think um, think Trevor Richards. What do we love about Trevor Richards? What's special about Trevor Richards? Not the silver hair, which, you know, I'm envious of anybody's hair, but no, not the silver fox hair, no. But Trevor Richards has that insanely good changeup. Well, what Toronto Blue Jay pitcher in 15 and 16 had that insanely good changeup? Did you get it? Marco Estrada. Marco Estrada. Now, these next two questions, four and five, they're both about famed sluggers that I think people forget were a Toronto Blue Jay for a season or two. Question number four, what famed slugger had 462 career home runs and 254 of those were over his first nine seasons, which he spent in Oakland. He would lead the league with 42 home runs in 1990, sorry, 1988 as an A. He would lead the league with 44 home runs in 1991 as an A. He would spend one season with the Toronto Blue Jays in 1998. And in that season, I think it's absolutely incredible. That was the one season this legendary slugger hit his career high in home runs with 46. Your, your clue is you definitely think of this slugger as an Oakland A. And another clue would be this is the, he, he's the one who blew the lid off of the steroid story. We're talking, of course, Jose Canseco. I think it's absolutely incredible that for him being such a historic slugger, the most home runs he ever had was 46 in his one season with the Toronto Blue Jays. Now, speaking of historic sluggers, how about this guy? Question number five, 19-year MLB, MLB career. Spent his first 16 seasons with the Chicago White Sox. His last three seasons of those 19, he went to Oakland, then Toronto, then back to Oakland to finish his Hall of Fame career. And in there, as a Toronto Blue Jay, this gentleman hit his historic 500th career home run. Was at the, it was at Minnesota, I believe, if I'm correct, right? It was at the, it was at one of those crappy domes. So either Minnesota or Seattle, I'm going to say it was at Minnesota. It, it, it was the, the black uh, Blue Jay jerseys for sure that everybody hates. And uh, the biggest clue I can give you is his nickname is The Big Hurt. Did you get that? Frank Thomas. Frank Thomas. Yes, indeed. Now, the, the last few questions here have to do with the Toronto Blue Jays and the Oakland A's. They ran into each other in the 1989 ALCS. Oakland just steamrolled the Blue Jays four games to one. And then a couple of years later, in the 1992 ALCS, these two teams got together again. Blue Jays winning that one, of course, four games to two. Now, in the 1989, four games to one, A's over the Blue Jays. And, and sorry, that was four games to one. And then in 92, four to two. So in those two ALCSs, the Oakland A's won a total of six games. What Oakland A, and he would become a future Toronto Blue Jay, won three of those six games. Do I have my, uh, yeah, here. Let me get, here. I'm going to give you a clue here. Let me get my, uh, this is my bird dog's hat. I know if you're watching, or sorry, if you're listening to the podcast, this isn't much help, but here I've got my bird dog's hat to give you the clue. Here's the clue. Here's how he used to look down to the batters there. Absolute death stare. Absolute death stare. Did that, was it, was that the clue for you? The death stare? That, of course, Dave Stewart. Shout out to Dave Stewart. Trying to get, Dave Stewart's on Twitter, trying, trying to get him on the Lockdown Blue Jay podcast. Now, question number seven. In that 89 series, the, again, just a five-game series, but how many stolen bases did future Blue Jay Ricky Henderson nab for the Oakland A's during that five-game series in 89? I'll give you multiple choice. Was it zero? Was it four? Was it eight? 
So if you're thinking zero, then you're thinking, you know what? I feel like the Toronto Blue Jays totally dominated Ricky Henderson, even, even though the Jays got dominated. I feel like they did great against Henderson in that series. If it's four, you're thinking that's almost one per game. That sounds about Ricky Henderson. If it's eight, you think, oh, yeah, Ricky Henderson absolutely ran the Blue Jays out of the playoffs that season. What do you think that answer is? Well, Ricky Henderson absolutely ran the Blue Jays out of the playoffs that season. Eight stolen bases in that five-game series. Ricky Henderson in that five-game series hit 400 for the A's, 609 on base percentage. Pardon me? 609 on base percentage. How about a 1.609 OPS? Oh, my God. Holy cow. Oh, my God. Ricky Henderson was an absolute video game in 89 for the A's over the Jays. Now let's turn our attention to 92. Much better story, right? Jays win that series four games to two. Now, in those six games, the Blue Jays held the A's to just four total home runs. They had four different batters hit one home run each. Speaking of Jose Canseco, he was injured. Uh, Mark McGuire did get one, but there was no Canseco in that series. But the Blue Jays belted out 10 dingers in that series, and they had three players lead the team tied for the team lead with two. Now, for question number eight and question number nine, they're both multiple choice. And for both, your choices are Candy Maldonado, Joe Carter, Roberto Alomar, Dave Winfield. So of Maldonado, Carter, Alomar, or Winfield, which of those four hit just one home run in that series? So the other three were tied for the team lead with two. Who are you thinking? Did the Candyman go deep twice? Did Joe Carter go deep twice? Did Roberto Alomar go deep twice? Did Dave Winfield go deep twice? You may be surprised to find out it was Joe Carter that went just once. Candy, Roberto, and Dave Winfield all tied for the team lead with a pair of home runs. And our ninth and final question today, who on that list, Candy Maldonado, Joe Carter, Roberto Almer, Dave Winfield, would lead the Blue Jays in the 1992 ALCS with six RBIs? I want to say John Olerud was second with four RBIs, but who led the team with six RBIs? Maldonado, Carter, Almer, Winfield. And your clue is, if you're an everyday, you might remember he was an answer to a previous trivia question, you know, a, a previous a Trivia Tuesday question. And I got a lot of great comments on the YouTube and the Lockdown Blue Jay YouTube page about, oh, my gosh, I love that you did showed some love to this player. I love this player. This player is one of the most underrated players in Blue Jays history. I love that you had him as an answer. So who on that list led the Blue Jays with six RBIs in 92? The Candyman, Candy Maldonado. How many did you get there out of nine? Third and final segment for Tuesday's episode of the Locked on Blue Jay podcast. Toronto Blue Jays, as, as mentioned earlier, winners of four of their last five. And a lot of them haven't been pretty, and, and, and the loss was really ugly. But anyway, they've done enough lately to really get right back in the thick. Remember, it was, what, about a week ago this time the Jays were three and a half back of the wild card spot? My goodness. Well, Toronto now just one and a half back of Seattle, just one and a half back of Houston, and just a half game behind the Texas Rangers. To make the playoffs, of course, the Blue Jays need to leapfrog just one of those teams. So what do we need to pay attention to? What do we need to do? Fait attention on the old out-of-town scoreboard tonight. Well, we'll start with Seattle at Cincinnati. Cincinnati doing the Blue Jays a favor yesterday, getting that win. Remember now, Seattle, they just had that 10-game road trip a couple weeks back where they went 8-2. and two. They That propelled them right back into this race. That got them from uh, behind the Blue Jays in the wildcard race for that third spot all the way up to first place in the AL West. They are again on a 10-game road trip, and this one's off to a 1-3 and three start. That includes losing yesterday to the Cincinnati Reds, so hopefully the Reds can keep it going. It's a battle of rookies tonight, Bryce Miller versus a rookie, Connor Phillips. Now, Connor Phillips, he's the Reds' number four prospect. He's actually making his Major League debut, so very interesting to see that. Miller on the season for Seattle, 8-4, 3.93 ERA. He's had 20 starts for Seattle. They've won 13 of those, and including his last three road starts, 
And Miller in particular was stellar this season at Los Angeles and at Houston. So he in particular has had some really good road starts. Those were road starts lately, I should mention. So Miller's hot. Hopefully Seattle, or sorry, hopefully Cincinnati is going to have uh, the, the cure for that. It's so hoping for another upset win. I mean, how much, you know, how, how far can we push our luck on Seattle here? The Mets, it was a miracle. The Mets took two out of three from Seattle this weekend. Now we're looking for uh, Cincinnati to to return that favor to do that to them as well. Again, for the for the Reds, man, they continue their youth injection. They've called up Connor Phillips. I want to say he started the season as their number eight prospect for sure. He was he was at the bottom half of that top ten for sure. I remember that. Uh, he's now up to their number four prospect, and a lot of irony with Phillips actually. I mean, he was originally drafted in 2019 in the 35th round by the Toronto Blue Jays. Now he chose to go to college instead, and the next year went back in the draft and was taken in the second round by the Seattle Mariners. So. Of Seattle, Cincinnati, and Toronto, of the three teams we're talking about here, Connor Phillips has had his foot in the door with all three organizations, and I hope his uh, I hope his MLB debut tonight is a stellar one. Good luck to you, Connor Phillips. Houston at Texas, battle of the lefties. Uh, both teams have actually been outstanding versus lefties this season, so I don't see an advantage one way or the other there. For Amber Valdez, ten and nine against Dane Dunning, nine and six. Now. Pretty pedestrian records for these two, but ERA-wise, I mean, they've performed. They've performed better than those records indicate. Valdez, 3.38 ERA. That's fifth best in the American League, and it's his third start versus Texas this season. He's had one good start, one bad start. And for Dane Dunning, 3.45 ERA. That's ninth best in the American League. And worth mentioning that that Texas, sorry, has won nine of Dane Dunning's 13 home starts. Drop me a comment. Let me know what you want to see. Obviously, we're on the same page. Cincinnati over, you know, to upset Seattle. That would be fantastic. Should I say Cincinnati to upset Seattle again would be fantastic. Houston and Texas, I'm intrigued because some of you are wanting one team or the other to sweep. With Houston winning game one in that series, you want Houston to sweep. So Texas falls all the way back to Toronto. I wouldn't mind Texas getting a game or two in here. I love the idea that the Jays have done so well lately to get right back in that race. Again, not three and a half back anymore. One and a half back, one and a half back, and half game back. So I love the idea that three teams now are looking catchable rather than just the one Texas. And of course, of those three teams, Seattle, Houston, and Texas, Texas is the only one that's still on the Blue Jays' schedule. One week from today, actually, the Blue Jays will be in the middle of a 10-game homestand, and they'll be in the middle of game two, or they'll be having game two of their four-game set at home against Texas. So could the season come down to that? It's very, very possible, but I'll give the Jays credit. Lately, they've done enough winning. Again, it's been ugly, but man, at this point, I, who cares, right? We want the wins more than, you know, that. that's what's paramount. And the Blue Jays lately have done enough to put themselves right back in the thick of this race. Again, it wasn't that long ago. Just take your mind's eye back how we felt when the Jays were three and a half out of the wild third and final wild card spot. Now they're three and a half back total of three teams, right? One and a half from Seattle, one and a half from Houston, half from Texas. Go Jays, go. Keep that going. Go Jays, go. Now, speaking of go Jays, go, that is going to wrap up Tuesday's episode of the Lockdown Blue Jay podcast. Now, of course, all the games we talked about today are available for you on SiriusXM. Absolutely keep it locked on the Lockdown Podcast Network and check out Sully hosting Lockdown MLB. Go Jays, go. Let's get another big win tonight, and we'll talk tomorrow.